2: Oh, what an episode we Woo-hoo! have. We got a special guest co-host with Emisha and I today, Mary Alice Haney. I'm very excited. Okay, so the three of us, we have wanted to do this for a really long time because is everyone on Ozempic? <laughs> What's the deal with medical weight loss? But we are so excited for today's guest who came highly recommended from our derm, Dr. Bakshanda, who we love, Meet Dr. Thais Ali Abadi. She's formerly one of the biggest OBGYNs in L.A. She's delivered some of the most famous children— you know, today she's a medical weight loss expert and has since started a company called Trimly, specializing in exactly that. Welcome, Dr. Ali Abadi. We're so Welcome. happy to have
1: you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. My um, second podcast.
2: <laughs> we love it, and we love Dr. Bakshana. So, thank you, Dr. Bashana. Before we get into weight loss, can we have a little bit about your story and how, I mean, you were a
1: very, very, very famous OBGYN here in Los Angeles, California. I don't know if I'm famous, but I'm very passionate <laughs> about what I do and about women's health. And I didn't start Trimly because of weight loss, to be honest. I might. One of my biggest passions in life is polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS, which affects a large percentage of women globally. The literature says that it affects 15% of women. I think it's a lot higher than that. You know, it's a silent epidemic. A lot of people are overweight and have symptoms of PCOS, but they never get diagnosed with it. So I've dedicated my life to PCOS and it got to a point I started doing weight loss for my PCOS patients in 2014, maybe even earlier than that. So my PCOS patients have always lost weight and I've done this for many, many years. If you have PCOS, is a side effect of that weight gain? So 75% of PCOS patients suffer from being overweight or obese. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, these patients, because of an underlying condition, which is insulin resistance, they have an extremely difficult time losing that weight. These are your typical overweight or obese patients who go to the physician's office and, you know, they leave with a prescription for exercise and a healthier diet. These patients have done all sorts of diets, all sorts of programs, and they always fail. And it's really frustrating for them because they don't get diagnosed. You know, they often come to my office and when I diagnose them, they sit, the first thing they tell me is like, I feel validated. Mm-hmm. Now I know all these years I couldn't lose weight, but now I know why. So, you know, I can do diet and exercise and lose weight, but some of these PCOS patients really can't do that. So that has always been my passion. I've tried to bring awareness. The reason I came to your podcast is so I can talk about it, any chance I Get to make a difference to whoever's listening. I mean, if you have polycystic ovarian syndrome, patients usually have irregular periods. They tend to be overweight. They they tend to have mood disorders. They have acne, facial hair, body hair, hair loss. I can walk on the street and pick out PCOS patients. And sometimes I do go up to them. You know, I was sitting at a restaurant and there was a table of PCOS patients all sitting. And I told my husband. I can literally change their life. But they're sitting here not knowing it. And you knew just by looking at them. Just by looking at them. And what was it that you noticed? They tend to be overweight. A lot of them have a male pattern hair loss. So it's something you might not notice. But as a physician, I notice it. After 25, if you have acne, if you're on acne medication, if you're struggling with acne, it's PCOS until proven otherwise. So there's a group of symptoms that these patients have. Sometimes I go up to them, you know, I have to tell you a story. I was in South of France and at a party, there were two sisters, one very thin and one overweight. I didn't have the heart not to say anything. I went to the parents and I said, I'm really sorry. I know you have two daughters, but I know what's wrong with you, with one of your daughters and I can change her life. This was last July. In the middle of the bar mitzvah, I took a piece of paper and I started drawing the pathway of what PCOS is, how it works, what insulin resistance is. I want you to see that girl today. She is completely, she looks like her sister. And I mean, I saw her in my office. I wanted to cry. And I have thousands of stories like this over the past many years that I've practiced. But these patients don't get diagnosed. That little girl and that party would have stayed like that for the rest of her life without being diagnosed. Sometimes I just want to find this mic and just scream, it's, how is it diagnosed yeah, through an ob
2: it? through a gp how no, is it
1: no it's a clinical diagnosis you can diagnose yourself at home your doctor will not diagnose you let's make it very clear i practice in beverly hills in los angeles these patients you know they can afford i i practice in an area where people can afford healthcare and they still don't get diagnosed but you don't need a blood test to get diagnosed. I'm telling you, you need two out of three to get diagnosed. Number one is if you have irregular periods. Number two, if you have PCOS looking ovaries on ultrasound. The problem is a lot of doctors don't do their own ultrasounds. And even if they do it, they dismiss it. So let's forget about that. The last criteria is elevated testosterone symptoms. So you don't need to have an elevated testosterone in your blood. It's the symptoms of high testosterone, which could be hair loss, male pattern, hair loss, facial hair, body hair, acne. So you can sit at home and self-diagnose yourself. These patients tend to have mood disorder. They sit on the spectrum of anxiety and depression. So, and they gain weight easily, right? And it's the top cause of infertility. I have a very good friend of mine who's a fertility doctor, Dr. Andy Wong. I always tell him, I'm like, if they send every single 20-year-old through my office, one time in their life, you guys will go bankrupt because I'm going to diagnose every single PCOS, every single endometriosis patient, and I'm going to prevent them from going down the wrong pathway. So patients can diagnose themselves easily. And let me tell you one more thing before we leave PCOS. When you add mood disorder with weight gain, that equals eating disorder. Mm-hmm. It is extremely unlikely that I see an eating disorder patient in my practice that doesn't have PCOS. But do you think these patients get diagnosed? No. They send them to mental institutions. They put them on medications. They give them, they do all sorts of things, but no one stops to say, wait a minute. I know why you're sticking your finger in your mouth because everyone else, you're eating the same exact food as that skinny girl across the table, but you're gaining weight and she's not. How would you feel? if you were her.
2: Well, you get desperate.
1: Yes. So you can't blame these poor teenagers. You know, if I catch a teenager overweight, like this girl, I went up to her mom, you know, because I know I have a soft spot, especially for girls, because I have four daughters. So I know what it is Mm. to get misdiagnosed. Is there the same type of disease for men I mean, uh, this is only people that have an ovary, not women. Polycystic ovarian syndrome affects women, but the insulin resistant Mm -hmm. part of it affects men too. Mm -hmm. These are patients that have family history of diabetes. They have Mm -hmm. family members that are overweight and obese. So they're born with this. It's not something you can acquire it, but it's genetic. So for these patients to lose the weight, it's extremely difficult. These medications have been a game changer. I know you guys talk about Ozempic, Ozempic, Ozempic. It's all over the news. But you've been using
2: it for 14 years, for uh, how long? Not
1: Ozempic, but some type of I started in 2014 using Trulicity. And from Trulicity, I went to Victoza. I went to Saxenda. I went to Ozempic. I went to Wagovi, Monjaro. I mean, these medications are getting better and better and better. Ozempic is just the one that just blew up. On social media. But there are better medications or different medications. You can't just throw Ozempic at every single patient that walks in. But one thing I have noticed, this medication has been a game changer for PCOS patients. And I get so upset when people talk about a non-diabetics using it. I think my PCOS patients deserve Ozempic as much as a diabe- diabetic patient deserves it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been a game changer for them. And I'm so happy. I happily prescribe it. I get letters from insurance companies on a daily basis <laughs> telling me why I'm prescribing a diabetic medication to a non-diabetic. I really don't care because until they, they're they educated enough about these topics, they're not allowed to argue with me as a physician and tell me why I'm prescribing certain medication for my and, patients.
3: And you prescribed Ozempic or any of these rather than like a
1: fentramine because it's really about the
3: insulin level, right? That's Bravo. what you're trying to...
1: Bravo. Fentermine, they lose the weight, you blink and they come back. Mm -hmm. You know, they go back to their weight. And that's the concern that a lot of people have with Ozempic. Oh, don't take it because you lose the weight and you gain it all back. You gain it all back because no one's addressing the underlying condition. Mm -hmm. If you address the underlying condition... These patients might gain it back. If they gain it back, listen, I'll start you back on it. But if I have a patient who's lost 150 pounds in three years, I will not take that patient off of her semi-glutide. She might need to be on it for the rest of her life. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there's just so much judgment and lack of knowledge, even from professionals around these medications. What do you think was the tipping point for it to become kind of this phenomenon to the masses? I honestly think because of my patients, but because of social media and the social platforms, I've done this for years. I've dropped celebrities, 50, 80, 70 pounds before, like maybe four years ago, but no one ever thought anything of it. People thought it was diet, exercise or some form
0: diet, some
1: form of both. But until some of the patients started talking about it, I think that was a game changer and it was music to my ears. When it exploded, I was really happy.
2: This podcast is sponsored by Relief Band. Every parent has had that moment where they look into the rearview mirror of the car to see the sweet face of their child has turned green. The panic of having to quickly pull over to the side of the road is real. Nightmarish. Let's just be honest. If any of this sounds familiar, you need a Relief Band the number one FDA cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. This is something every parent needs. Keep one in the glove compartment of your car. Keep another one in your purse. Another one, it's a must in your first aid kit. I use it when anyone in my family gets nauseous, which usually always happens on long car rides. And let me tell you, we do love a long car ride. The peace of mind Relief Band provides makes it worth every penny. In case it wasn't obvious, Relief Band is quite literally a band you wear on your wrist to give you relief from nausea. Using technology that works with your body so it's safe, drug-free, and has zero side effects. It's that simple. Plus Relief Band both treats and prevents nausea so you can help stop nausea from becoming a problem in the first place. So if you always have a flashlight on hand for a blackout or first aid kit on hand for emergencies, then you need a relief band for those unexpected nausea moments. Right now, we've got an exclusive offer just for Lipstick on the Rim listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code LIPSIC, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping. So head to reliefband.com, that's R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com and use our promo code LIPSIC for 20% off plus free shipping. Array was founded on a simple principle to help women feel their best. It sounds so simple, but it's really so important. Formulated by naturopathic doctors, they've created 100% natural supplements with real results. Array's product line is comprised of two products. They're bloat and calm alchemy capsules to help solve everyday problems that women constantly deal with. I mean, who hasn't experienced bloating and anxiety? I wish I could say I've never experienced either, but that just wouldn't be true. I'm gonna tell you a little more about the bloat capsules, which I love and have been obsessed with for almost two years now. They're a blend of five herbs and one fruit-based digestive enzyme that targets bloat so you feel relief quickly, addressing all possible causes of bloating, including reducing heartburn, speeding up the breakdown of food and gas prevention. I take two, sometimes three capsules right after eating a meal. Whether I've been indulgent and just had my kids leftover pizza or I'm healthier, bloating can show up unexpectedly. You might even be surprised to learn that really healthy foods like kale and quinoa, a lot of different lettuces can really be bloating because they're harder for the body to break down. I love that Array is designed to be taken as needed. I keep a bottle in my bag. We have a few at the office in our pantry. They're great and they go everywhere I go. Now on to some nitty gritty ingredient details, which I like sharing because I think this is really important to hear. First of all, there are literally only six ingredients and they're all natural bromelain for speeding up food breakdown, ginger root for digestion stimulation, lemon balm and peppermint for gas prevention, dandelion root for liver health, and slippery elm for digestive organ protection, and nothing else. You guys go to array.com, that's A-R-R-A-E.com, and use code lipstick at checkout for 15% off your purchase on array.com, A-R-R-A-E.com. And what is ozimbic? Is it a peptide? Is it, I don't really know. Or the semiglutide. Or or the semiglutide.
1: So so when we eat, right, when you eat carbohydrates, your body, your gut releases a hormone, right? Which is GLP. GLP GLP-1 is the most common one. There are other ones. GLP-1 stimulates your pancreas to release insulin. Insulin basically opens up the receptors on the surface of the cells and grab the sugar from the blood, takes it inside the cell and turns it into energy. This is what's supposed to happen. These medications are like semiglutides, are GLP-1 agonists. They bind on that receptor that releases more insulin. So it regulates your insulin, right? But at the same time, one of the side effects of it is it basically shuts down your appetite. So it works in different ways. It takes your cravings away. You guys, if I tell you that my patients who are alcoholics Patients who smoke, patients who bite their nails, patients who use drugs, any sort of addiction, any sort of addiction, it curbs that also. I just so,
2: read that. I did too. No, I've seen it. alcohol.
1: I've seen it. I have I have patients, I have friends who used to drink, drink, drink alcohol, and on this stuff, nothing. Because it really takes your craving. So what's wrong with it? I think, right. I don't think we've ever had a better medication. <laughs> <laughs> well, but my question though is if if you're, let's
3: say you're, an actress you want to lose 10 pounds or you know whatever that is and you're not insulin resistant your insulin's fine your body is fine does it harm your body's ability to naturally be insulin normal
1: no and you know what that's for me my passion obviously is to help use these medications for overweight and obese patients there are patients who are stuck right when you go to med- when you hit menopause right you gain 10 15 pounds and you can kill yourself you can't lose it i uh, know <laughs> so, you know, if you want to use these medications, chances are you're going to use it for one to two months and you get to your goal. The key in these patients is to talk about the diet and exercise because you don't want to be on these medications. If you need to lose 10 pounds, I never judge. You don't, all, and all I say is don't judge patients because you don't know their underlying condition, because you don't know where they're coming from, you don't know what their hormone imbalances are. So, if it makes you feel better, if it helps you get healthier, You can use it, but you can use it for one to two months and it does not affect anything. It doesn't have long-term side effects. My own mom, I started her in 2013 maybe on this medication. She's been on Trulicity back then. That's all we had. Mm -hmm. And she's been on it. She's diabetic. Uh, She was diabetic. Now she's pre-diabetic. She's going to stay on this stuff for the rest of her life. These medications are safe. They're very, their safety of it. I've been using them for almost 10 years. I've never seen severe complications from any of it. And what you just talked about
3: how that, you know, what we hear a lot is that you go on it and then when you get off of it, you're going to gain it all back and more. So those people that you're talking about, are they going to gain it all back and more because they're not going to stay on it for the rest of their life?
1: The ones that lose 10 pounds mm-hmm. where these medications are not indicated for them in the first place. <laughs> right. Do you know what <laughs> exactly. I'm saying? These medications are indicated for patients who really need it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have patients, they come to my office, they want to lose five pounds and they're like, well, give me Ozempic. No, I'm not going to give you Ozempic. Mm-hmm. You can use fentermine for that. You can use tenuate for that. You can use other stuff for that. Do diet, you know, uh, go exercise. I really think these medications need to be reserved for overweight and obese patients. But not necessarily diabetics, you right. know, in this, exactly in this country, we wait. there's no preventative care. We wait until everyone's sick. They're diabetic, then they need insulin and they need metformin and they need cholesterol medication and blood pressure medication. Why not drop their weight before they get to that point?
0: So let's
2: talk about that. What are some tips? you you're You're a medical weight loss expert. Someone's stuck. They're going, they're about to go through menopause. They've gone through menopause. Someone's just had a baby. They, or just they're young, they're eating too much bad food, or they just like I, Emma and I have been friends for, little, well, we've all been friends for almost 25 years, but I remember I'd starve. I have the worst metabolism known to man. My mother, who passed away a few years ago, could eat a jar of peanut butter <laughs> and lose weight. I would take a teaspoon and gain weight. Over here, Emisha, Hungarian background, mom and dad. She would literally, like, she would go, we would go eat. She would, like, just, she could take down a bag of fries. Like, take it and, like, not worry about it, not think about it. A cheeseburger, she'd be literally a size four. I'm starving myself. Is it just genetics? It, and then listen. it turned on her. It turned, it turned on, on me. It turned on me. It, it turned on me. My
0: metabolism was like this after a while. So it was definitely... Not my friend, but
1: it always turns on you. You know, if you have poor, if you have a poor diet, if you live a sedentary life and you don't exercise, if you get older, if you go through menopause, if you're if genetically you're predisposed to being obese, obesity is a very complex condition. You can't just say I have this and you have that there's so many factors that come into play. You know, depression, some people emotionally eat. Mm -hmm. Patients who are anxious, for example, when I talk to you about underlying condition, if you have someone who's severely depressed and anxious and they've failed, let's say, all medications, send them to ketamine clinic. There's so many options. Figure out what that underlying condition is. If they're emotionally eating, Fix that. If it's their thyroid, fix it. If- I mean, no one knew what was wrong with me.
2: i I just had a newborn. I was one hundred and fifteen pounds. I just got married nine months later. Boom, I went into the hospital at like, I don't know. I went in it before I got pregnant. It was like, I don't even know one twenty five. I'm five ten. I came out of that June nineteenth before. I was 201 pounds and no one said anything. But my mother, I think in May, had him at the end of June. And she was like, I think something's wrong with you. <laughs> and I was like, you do? I, I told Emma to know. Like, well, I remember
3: you walked into my house and I looked at you and you had a panic look on your face and I hadn't seen you. And you were, I mean, you were like 200 pounds. My
2: neck was, my feet, my hand and she was like, I just and it all happened within about a five month period. It I could not lose the weight. I was breastfeeding Tracy Anderson. I did everything. I walked into Doctor Bimbasat. Remember Doctor Bimbasat, mm-hmm. Doctor Ron, and he was like, "You look like a weightlifter, and you have hypothyroidism." Well, and there you go. You <laughs> did the ultrasound, did everything, and sure enough, it was hypothyroid. Thyroid. But again, I it didn't matter what I did. I could not lose that weight.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, postpartum is a little different. I gained 62 pounds with my daughter too, but I have insulin resistance. Everyone on my mom's side of the family is diabetic. So even though I look like this, my hemoglobin A1C, which tells you what your blood sugar has been doing for three months, it was almost borderline last time I checked. Borderline pre-diabetic. Yeah. So you can't, your DNA is your DNA. I can, if I let go of my strict diet, I can gain 10 pounds for you in one week. So when people <laughs> look at me and they're like, you're so skinny, I'm like, oh, my By God. By the way, you
2: guys can't see. She's stunning. Looks She's like a little super mom. stunning, Dr. Thaisa. You are. You're like thin, <laughs> tall, and beautiful. Okay, but so tell us, you're on the journey. You're that person, menopause, premenopause woman. What what tips you can you give? You gain 15
3: pounds. You can't lose it. You're trying everything. You're Besides on hormone replacement There,
1: Yeah, Listen, I if I had a choice for someone premenopausal or menopausal to lose 10 pounds, I personally rather give them, a, you know, Ozempic versus Phentermine. Phentermine, is, makes, phentermine is amphetamine based. Oh, okay, it yeah. makes you jittery. It's like Adderall, right? It makes them hyper. You can get addicted to it. It affects your heart. It affects your cardiovascular system. It's not something you can do long term. I don't think there's anything wrong to with using, if there's no shortage, to use these medications for let's say a month for someone to lose 10 pounds. I really I've never seen any complications with it. The only issue we have right now is the shortage of this right. medication.
0: Is there a black market though for Ozempic? Because you hear it. There's like word on the street that there's a peptide. Well, if you're you can shooting get.
2: yourself up with your own, that's on black market. Bravo.
0: Right? <laughs> so it's not FDA. But, it's not
2: FDA approved.
0: So there is a, there is the ability for people to do
1: that, though, is, is, do you think that there right. are people doing that? what's the other one? Ter- Terzepatide. 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 There's, so there is like trulicity, Saxenda, victosa, wagovi, Jaro, ozempic, ribelsis is a semiglutide in a, a pill form that doesn't work as well. But the reality of it is, A, insurance companies don't pay for it unless you're diabetic, which is really heartbreaking because these PCOS patients really need it. The pre diabetic patients really need it. The morbidly, I have, you guys, I have morbidly obese patients that are not diabetic because they're young, right? Their body's clearing that sugar. So their blood sugar is not up yet. They don't let me use it for them. So these patients become desperate and they go to these generic forms. That, that are, are compo- not F-
2: that are not FDA approved they're
1: not FDA approved and basically they compound it every pharmacy compounds a different formula similar you don't know where they're sourcing it where they're making it however listen when there's a when these medications are on the shortage list of FDA you are allowed to use these medications but i always tell my patients i've done this from for a long time, I've never used non-FDA approved medications. So I can't speak for the generic medications and what long-term side effects those will have. But the ones that I've used, I haven't seen any major complications with it.
2: You know, we love a treatment. We love learning about new treatments. We love trying new treatments. Emisha and I could talk to our guests about treatments all day long. So I always get so excited when I learn about something new and I have something to share that I think you guys are going to absolutely love. Ideal Image, it's North America's number one aesthetics brand that delivers affordable and effective treatments through the most accessible network of 800 plus licensed medical professionals who have performed over 20 million FDA clear treatments for over 20 years. Ideal Image's full site of aesthetic services include laser hair removal, body sculpting, Botox, fillers, skin rejuvenation, and medical grade skincare, all backed by a lifetime guarantee membership. Okay, so I really want to talk about laser hair removal because I really think it is a game changer. It's truly a miracle concept. Laser hair removal has saved me days, weeks, months, and years of my life. Ideal Image uses exclusive technology that treats all skin types and tones, which is more rare than you might think. It's amazing because it permanently reduces unwanted hair for good by zapping hair follicles right at the root. You can both see and feel results right away. Is there anything better than silky smooth legs? I love never having to think about shaving or waxing. It's a money saver plus shaving makes your hair go back faster and thicker and waxing, let's just face it, it hurts, it sucks, and you really have to wait until your hair has grown back in order to wax again. This is truly the industry's best results at the best value, and Ideal Image is celebrating 20 years of real results with throwback pricing. Get your free personalized plan. Contact us today. Go to IdealImage.com slash lipstick. That's www.IdealImage, I-D-E-A-L-I-M-A-G-E dot com slash lipstick, L-A-P-S-T-I-C-K. I'm so excited to introduce you guys to my newest favorite protein powder, Clean Simple Eats. I'm a big smoothie person, and I usually find that protein powder has a chalky aftertaste. But Clean Simple Eats, it's different. It's so creamy and smooth with absolutely zero chalkiness. I find smoothies to be the perfect mid-morning, post-workout breakfast to refuel, or a great afternoon pick me up on days that I've had a lighter lunch. My go-to is the Simply Vanilla flavor. It literally tastes like vanilla ice cream. I'm a vanilla and diehard all the way forever and ever, but they make over 22 amazingly delicious all-natural flavors and have so many unique flavor combinations. For example, we have the brownie batter flavor in our office, which the team loves. You can try 10 different codes with their protein variety pack, only $18 with our code. I've gotten my kids into it too, and it really is the perfect thing for them, either pre or post a sports game, a snack, Sometimes I'll sneak in a little chia seeds for extra nutrition, a little few berries, maybe half of a banana, almond milk, a ton of ice. Each serving contains 20 grams of grass-fed whey protein. The whey is cold processed from start to finish, and it also contains a digestive enzyme blend to help break down the protein to make it more digestible, aka no protein stomach aches. Plus, I love their high ingredient standards. Their protein powder is non-GMO, gluten-free, third-party tested, always grass-fed, and made with zero artificial ingredients. Visit CleansimpleEats.com and use code LIPSTICK at checkout for 20% off your first order. That's CleansimpleEats.com, code LIPSTICK for 20% off your first order. Someone wants to be your patient. What would you say
1: if they can't get to... For PCOS, you mean, or weight loss? Both. Taking a good history is key. I, when, you know, I've trained these medical assistants now that are going to medical school. And before I go into a room, they've already diagnosed my patients because they've followed me for a few years. And 99% of the time, they're right. They're dead on right. My plan is written for me. Everything's done. The labs are already marked. So before I go in, just based on their history that they've taken, I already know my diagnosis. So the problem is I don't take insurance. So I have the luxury of spending time. I send a medical assistant that takes a full history. I go in, I review that entire history. The problem with the medical system right now is doctors are rushed. They spend maybe five minutes in the room with you. So you can't get a good enough history from these patients in five minutes. You are going to miss their underlying condition. You are going to miss their lifetime risk of breast cancer. You are going to miss the other genetic tests or other blood tests that they will need. So I think... Patients, if I had to say one thing, I would say, be your own advocate, right? I'm telling you. So this is a woman who, when
2: she says, be your own advocate, should we just tell the story just really, really quickly? Oh, my God.
1: I know. That's a long, that's a but, <laughs> loaded gun. <laughs> you know, we,
2: we can have another episode on it. But she truly means she had a personal thing happen where
1: she was like, I think this about myself. And she Win against every. I can tell you. I mean, I can tell you quickly. Okay. One of the things when I say be your own advocate, which is my passion, and I have a documentary that hopefully will come out, I want every single woman on this planet to know what their lifetime risk of breast cancer is. And I can guarantee you there's not one doctor doing it. Unless you go to the radiologist, that lifetime risk doesn't get calculated. There are millions and millions of women that walk around with a high lifetime risk. My lifetime risk was high based on the fact that I just had a biopsy that showed atypical cell, not cancer, just atypical cell. They removed it and they told me go home. I calculated my lifetime risk and it came back 37%. And how did you get that? There's a formula you use, it's very simple. I uh, talked about, so I called my surgeon and I said, you know, this formula is telling me my lifetime risk is 37%. I don't like it, take these off. She looked at me like I was crazy. So I had to go to several surgeons. Everyone called me crazy. So finally, I found a doctor who was willing to do my double mastectomy, which means remove my breast and replace it with implants. So I would not get breast cancer. They did it. And a week later, they called me and they said, my tissue showed breast cancer. Had I not, and, you know, going back, my breast cancer was sitting on my MRI and they read it as benign. And, you from know, the MRI. from the MRI, it was read as benign, which can happen. I'm not upset about that. People make mistakes. But, you know, people tell me, oh, you followed your gut. I didn't follow my gut. I followed the common science. sense. Mm-hmm. I followed science. If I'm telling you, be your own advocate, be your own advocate. I think the only way, you know, women get dismissed. I can sit here and talk to you about what I see in my office. See, I don't see pap smears and annual exams in my office. I see... Complicated cases that they think they're complicated, to me they're not complicated, that are dismissed. These are patients with endometriosis, patients with PCOS, and patients with lifetime high lifetime risk of breast cancer. These three conditions have been my passion in life. That's all I see in my office, and I fix every single one of them. But these patients, I'm not doing anything extra for them. The information is out there. You just have to see if something doesn't it calculate your lifetime risk of breast cancer. If it's high and your doctor is saying you don't need a mammogram or you don't need an MRI or you don't need an ultrasound, switch to another doctor. If your periods are painful and you can't, you know, your doctor is dismissing it and giving you a Percocet prescription. And that's why we have an opioid issue in this country. Half of these girls are getting narcotics for their painful period. No, no narcotics don't fix it. It's endometriosis. So if something doesn't sit right, you uh, the only way to address this issue that women have in this country is to educate them, right? Is for people like me, people like you, you know, we should talk about our issues and bring it up because if my problem can save someone else's life, then I would absolutely do it. I really think I got breast cancer. So, you know, I cried for two days in my room, Because I had three children and I had begged for a mastectomy for a year and they dismissed it. And I was so angry. So I told myself that I sat on the bed and I said, this happened to me so I can change the world of breast cancer. Because maybe I have more of a voice than that, you know, other woman in Beverly Hills who doesn't have the platform that I have. And I don't have a big platform, by the way, but it's at least something that I can talk about. And that's why I think with my documentary, I will save millions and millions of lives. And if I had to, if I ever do that, then I would absolutely go back and get breast cancer again. So I can tell my story again. So I can save millions of lives.
2: You have, I mean, and you will. A friend of ours did a preventative double mastectomy. Mm-hmm. And I guess, what did you call the the percentage of the life? What's it called? Lifetime risk. Her lifetime risk. She's, she had dense breasts. She kept going in. They kept finding things. And finally, I ended up talking to her about it, I didn't know at the time. Her, her mother kids, had breast cancer. Her mother had breast cancer and she's like, fuck it. She's like, can take, take, them, take them off and, they, and, and so, they did it.
1: I can tell you right now, if you have a mother with breast cancer and you have dense breasts, I can guarantee you, I don't care how old you are, your lifetime risk is already 20%. Uh-huh. 20% lifetime risk requires imaging early, not late, at 30. Do you think one doctor in this town does it? And we're in Los Angeles. Yeah. So what does that tell you about someone sitting in the Middle East or in Europe or in Thailand or in India? You know, I always say if I consider myself one of the top doctors at Cedars, I'm very well trained. If I had to fight that hard to diagnose my own breast cancer, and I'm not even going to go into all the other complications that came up after that, other women have no chance.
3: Yeah. So it's again, be your own advocate,
2: mm-hmm. know your history, know knowledge is power.
3: Well, you're talking
2: to a mom who following your gut, knowing something and she not, she didn't diagnose her own child, but she, I mean, how many. I knew
0: something was wrong and we ended up finding out after over two months of being told everything was fine that my lymphoma, she was diagnosed last August with the I'm not surprised.
1: I'm not surprised. So that's all I see in my office all day long, you guys. Until we raise awareness, can I say something? If men, I don't know how much you guys know about endometriosis, It causes really painful periods, right? And has no other symptoms, no test, no exam, no blood test, nothing. If men had a condition that once a month would bring him down and keep him at home, rolled up in bed, taking Advil, and it was the top cause of their infertility. Do you think they would get dismissed? No. Do you know that women, it takes doctors in this country, nine to 11 years to diagnose endometriosis? I told my husband and children, this year for my birthday, I want a billboard on the 405 that says, (laughs) laugh away, but that's my (laughs) birthday gift. And I told them, don't show up with random gifts. I want a billboard on the four hundred five that says "Do not ignore your painful periods." Hashtag endometriosis.
2: Ah. Amen, sister. I mean, you're such a badass. I
1: you love are. it. I mean, she no. has three
2: daughters. I have three daughters. Have, yep.
1: Oh, I have four. She, I love them.
2: She has two stepdaughters. I have. I have one that could be four, but she's one. But yeah, I mean, it's. I think you know. Listen, what we you know we love having. Guests like you and doctors like this, because this is this is taking your life and your expertise, and expertise, giving it and, to the and, masses. and giving it to the masses. Because so many people don't have access to good health, they don't have access to good doctors, they don't know when to trust their gut. But oh well, I heard this and then I heard that and then, you know, the three of us are. We don't like to be out of control, so we do, we do take control. But it's crazy how many women are getting undiagnosed, both with the breast cancer, PCOS,
1: you know, there's metabolism also, there, issues.
2: Can you tell if someone's metabolism is
1: off? Well, if they're really overweight or obese, you know, it's a vicious cycle sometimes. Sometimes you start thin, but because of poor diet and lack of exercise, you push yourself into a picture of insulin resistance and prediabetes. Is that what you're asking? Yeah.
2: And why is it that, like, I, I've always asked every doctor this, why is it that sometimes when I finally do eat, like, I can not eat, just not because of, sometimes I just don't get hungry, but then I'm starving and that makes me so tired.
1: After you eat? Mm-hmm. Because all the blood goes,
2: okay.
1: you know, I mean, it's, your body starts digesting it. Okay, I just, just want oh, yeah. to ask that question. But I think
3: that it's kind of important what you just said, which is, you know, it kind of, it starts with, someone they have a poor diet they're not exercising that turns into diabetes to pre-diabetes that turns in to you know cancer your risk for cancer other, goes yeah. up your risk for alzheimer's goes up your risk for every neurological disease goes up so if you have a medicine that can stop it there again preventative you know you have to teach someone not only can you take these medicines you need to work out. You need to eat properly. You know, if you eat McDonald's every day, it, it, it's, you're still going to be at risk. But I think that what you're saying is, is, is starting early again, trying to, trying to stop it in its tracks almost is what you're doing with these medications.
1: Absolutely. And also educating the teenagers. You know, if, if you see a teenager who's overweight, don't dismiss it take him to the doctor. If the first doctor dismisses it, take him to a second doctor. And what You'd tests are to, you getting? What tests are they taking, overweight, acne? I take a good history from them. They, say, they have the same symptoms, right? But I also do a blood test. I check their thyroid. It doesn't matter if they're 17. You know, I still check their hormones, make sure that they're fine. If they have painful periods, I check their egg count. I've sent several 18 year olds for egg freezing because of endometriosis destroying their eggs. Those patients without me would have never had enough eggs to to have a baby. So, but you know, the more, thank God for social media, thank God for po- podcasts like yours, for people to talk about it, for patients to talk about their experiences, for doctors who have the knowledge to bring awareness to this, we can together help resolve at least the top three conditions that I see in OBGYN.
3: And what are the, if you're, what are the differences between Ozempic and Monjaro? You know, yeah, no, we're starting to hear about, you know.
1: So, in cretins are, so when we eat, our gut releases a hormone, right? Those hormones bind to receptors that release insulin. Monjaro has two of those agonists in it. Ozempic and Wagovi and Ribelsis have one. So, overall, Monjaro has a better weight loss profile, when you compare it to Ozempic. If you have someone who wants to lose 20, 25 pounds, they'll do well on all of them. But if if you're dealing with a morbidly obese patient, you know, I've fine-tuned it over 10 years. I know exactly when to switch what and um, how to switch them and when to switch them so I can get to my goal. Because with a single medication, my experience has been you can't drop someone 150 pounds. So you have to know how to manipulate that. I do add metformin. You are I was add,
2: just going to I take metformin. Me. I've taken it for a while I now. do
1: it too. You know, I do it too. I have family history of diabetes. It's anti-aging. There are studies from years ago. People who take metformin live longer lives. So, but again, if you pick the right patients, yes, you know, who need it, you might put a 15-year-old on metformin. There's nothing wrong with that. But Helps that's your blood sugar.
0: What would you say is the biggest misconception? Because I will say, like, ever since Ozempic kind of became headline news recently, it feels like there is a lot of backlash against it. And hearing you speak to it, there is so much science behind it, especially if, you know, done under a doctor's care. What would you say to our listeners who are considering it or, or want to talk to a doctor about it? What would you say to them is the biggest misconception they need to debunk about Ozempic and medical weight loss?
1: There's a lot of misconception around it, And I think part of it is doctors are just starting to use it. So they're uncomfortable prescribing it. Or, you know, I had a patient, she got prescribed one month and they said, oh, it didn't work. So they stopped it. These medications don't work that way. A, they're very safe. A lot of doctors are telling their patients that these are dangerous. You can get cancer from it. No. If you have a family history of medullary thyroid cancer, which is a rare form of thyroid cancer, then you're not qualified to use these meds. There's some specific history of pancreatitis. If you're an alcoholic, there are red flags. If you're in kidney failure, if you have active cancer. So if you don't have any of those risk factors this is an absolutely safe medication. So the first thing they always tell you is it's dangerous. It's not. Second thing is once you'd start it, you can't come off of it. There's some truth to that depending on who you're treating, right? If you're treating a diabetic like my mom, she's gonna stay on it forever. If you're using it for someone to lose 20, 25 pounds, 30 pounds, 40 pounds because they're postpartum and they were pre-diabetic and they're PCOS, and afterwards you maintain them on the right medications, They don't need to stay on it forever. So once again, misconception is you have to find the underlying source, right? They found out you had hypothyroidism. They fixed it and it Mm -hmm. helped you. I take a little pink pill every morning. Good for you, as you should. (laughs) And the other misconception I would say is side effects. It's extremely rare that I get a patient who can't tolerate these medications. You have to know how to start patients. Listen, it's an art. It's not like any other thing you do in medicine. You can have ten doctors prescribe the same exact medication. In My different friend ways. started
2: it, and she she has some different health issues, and she started vomiting. And I think it's now under control, but it took her a second. She's like, "I don't think I can take it." I think.
1: So there are different ways around that. You can switch her to a different medication. There are daily ones or there pills. There's, You have to, again, see what if she has anxiety and she's vomiting. Right. What if she has acid reflux? That's what I'm saying. You have to look at your patient as a whole. You can't just throw a zempic at everyone who walks into your door. What do you think the future of medical weight loss is? I think it's incredible. Honestly, I've been practicing medicines. I've been in the medical field since I was 20 some years old. I've never seen a newer medication work like this. It is life-changing. It's a game changer for these patients. And I think as, you know, what I see, even my personal experience from 10 years ago and where we are today with these medications, I can only imagine 10 years from now, we're going to have better medications, hopefully better pill forms that you can stay on long-term that doesn't cause nausea, that doesn't cause constipation, that doesn't cause bloating. And you can stay on it, you know, maybe forever if you're obese, you know. But I think it's definitely bright. And I think the only issue is shortage right now. Mm-hmm.
2: We always do a little rapid fire on lipstick on the rim. What is uh-huh. your favorite lipstick shade? Because we like what you're wearing.
1: Nude. Nude. Go-to cocktail. I don't drink. Oh. At sorry. all. Not I really. Sometimes it. I have a glass of wine, but I don't drink. Coffee. Coffee. You- favorite thing about your job. I love diagnosing patients when no one else knows what's wrong with them.
3: If you could have any other job, what would it be?
1: Interior designer.
0: Next place you want to go on vacation?
1: Oh, Greece, for sure. Favorite book? Oh, Untangled. And if you have daughters, it's a must. It's my Bible. Oh, love that one. It teaches you how to raise teenage girls.
0: What's your superpower?
1: I'm extremely passionate and a huge women's advocate. Huge! Everything I do is to make you know women's health better. Your happiest when? Oh my God! When I'm with my husband and children because I have the best family on the planet. Oh, I love it! And your
2: daughter? I'm sorry,
1: Stanford.
3: Excuse me,
2: Stanford bound. (laughs) You're gonna
3: be
1: excited about that.
2: (laughs) She was out in the hall and she was talking about her daughter. I'm like, oh, where's She, she goes, oh, she was trying to pick between Mary Alice is working with a cute intern named Isis who's going to Dartmouth. It's going to be a freshman, but uh, we were like, <laughs> she, you were so funny. You were like, yeah, she was.
1: Gonna go there. She got into Dartmouth and Stanford. We were like, oh, oh my God. God. She's a rock star. <laughs> I mean. She wants to be the president of United States. Well, she might be well, with a mama I like think you. She will be. What, we need women we to take like positions of power yes, in the world. And the world will be a much mm-hmm, better place. I, I can guarantee you that.
2: We always ask every guest before they go, if you could give advice to your ten year old self, what would it be?
1: Don't worry as much and don't worry what people think. About you and what you do, just do what feels right. It took me a minute to get there in life. I was always a people pleaser, so I would probably, if I had to do it again, I wouldn't care as much about what people.
3: You learn that as you get older. Yeah.
2: Doctor Alia Body, we love you. You're amazing. You have three. You have three new patients. You can follow Doctor Alia Body, and it's D R T H A I S A l-i-a-d-a-b-i or you can follow her on instagram at try trimly t-r-y-t-r-i-m-l-y that's right and she's um, wearing the cutest scrubs you've ever
3: seen oh my god she what designed. These? She these designed are, them. So, what
1: what are they ruma it's my new scrub line ruma how do you
2: spell it are
3: <laughs> like amour it's
1: oh i love that. Thank they're you. they're amazing thank you R-O-U-M-A. you guys are amazing we Thanks love for you having me and, um
0: I wish I could have been there. All right, there.
2: ladies. I wish, you, got, I Fun wish day. you could be here too. Fun day. We um, miss you, Amisha. I know. I know. We'll reunite soon. We will. We will. All right, you guys. That's a wrap on this week's uh, Lipstick on the Rim. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims and my ride or die, Emisha Gormley. We are always so excited to bring you guys along on this journey. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok at Lipstick on the Rim, or my website where we just dive a little bit deeper into my favorite products, trends, and much, much more on mollysims.com. This podcast is a production with Dear Media, a special thanks to my team, Elizabeth Tawfield, Schaefer Carrillo, Ken Ryan, and Anna Sessions, and everyone at Dear Media. Don't forget to listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss out on the fun.